0: Man, we've been doing a lot of lift in our hands, so let me get you guys to join us. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. We believe, we receive, Father, I call, you answer, Lord, we just pray this morning that we receive the answer of God. Whatever your answer may be, that I receive it in the name of Jesus. And Father, thank you, Lord God, that you are not man that you should lie nor the son of man that you'd have to repent. If you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So I receive your answer this morning. And Father, I just pray right now that our hearts are receptive. And a lot of times it's not that you don't answer. We just may not like the answer. But Jesus, I thank you that I fall in love with the answer of God, fall in love with the word of God and the will of God for my life that, Lord, that you that you are going to be the one that I follow you're going to be the directions that I take, and Lord, that we're going to be blessed to receive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, we want to pray over you, if you ever was, until this morning, that I better be a believer down to the bones. It cannot be just flesh deep. It has to be heart deep. So living completely sold out for Jesus has been our exciting time. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 31 and, and verse 3, uh, the this valley, this, this big, this place, just a boneyard basically. It says the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were ver- very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man. Can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord, God, Thou knowest. Father, I just pray, I thank You, Lord, for every area of us that may be dry and, and seem to be used up. I pray in Jesus' name that there's an oil coming, there's an anointing coming. Lord God, it's going to bring forth life to our joints and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. So it's a great time even thinking about how we can dry up sometimes, even in things that we know that are good, but they tend to dry up, right? We just... Run out of energy, that was a good thing, but now it's it's dry. The dream is dry, the vision is dry. My goals of having six pack abs it's already july it's not happening you know i'm gonna go for a pack or something and just leave it as one that's more unity than the other one but 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 part of this is then this whole thing and this this whole prophecy as a whole you know it goes on, he speaks to those bones and he, I, you know, at the beginning. the bones came together and all those good things. But the first question has to be asked, like, uh, when the Lord says, can you live when you're dry, right? Can you live for me when things are not all that great for you? Uh, I'll just keep it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and, and that's part of it. Can these bones live? Because at times when we're dry, we just don't feel like it. We don't feel like, we don't even feel like raising our kids when we're dry. Okay, let me stop. I don't feel like raising my kids. When I'm dry, like we're not having a family meal and sit down. It's late. Uh, make your own sandwich. You know, eat your own stuff. But, but God says, can these live? Can the driest parts live again? So there's, there's life in those bones. There's life in those dreams. There's life in those visions. There's life in those purposes. And, and we got to begin to step back and allow them to live. Allow them to live and allow the very thing that you may be feeling like is used up is still right in God's vision to be a blessing. So so what an amazing place for God to house the power of who houses power is in our bones, right? It's 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 shut up in our bones, it's life, it's blessing, because at some point or another our flesh is always going to want to give out and give up. But when it's when it's bone deep, now growing up there used to be a horrible saying about people when they call them, say that they look a certain way. Said so they look that way down to the bone. Horrible. It was unfriendly statement. Like that thing's ugly to the bone. Anybody ever heard that before? And they're trying to make it seem like you were created that way. And so we had to pull back and God was like, that's, that's not the way I made you. I made you deeper than your flesh and what you actually feel right now. I made you deeper than what's going on in your life. You are filled with the presence of God. Because if those valley of bones could live, so can everything that we're supposed to do in our lives. And even seeing this in this graveyard, if you go on and read the verse, the valleys, the bones came together. I mean, think about that. They should make a movie out of that verse. You got a whole valley of bones, and then the Spirit of God speaks, and then the bones come together and turn into people. Talk about walking dead. Men like that, that would be like walking Ezekiel. I, I would love to see some so there's just parts of the Bible. I don't know if I would have been in control of doing movies. I wouldn't have made a movie about the Ten Commandments. I would have made that one. And then I would have made a movie about the in Daniel where the prophecy come out and the king who is using up the uh, church stuff to do evil stuff with it. And then a hand appears on the wall. and starts writing. That's what I would have made a movie out of. And it says his loins were loosed. Right? i would have done that just a hand come out and says you have been found wanting you have been limited in your actions yeah that's in the bible y'all Y'all can stare at me if you want to but that's there it's in there that's in the book these particular things is where dry something we were sharing with our kids don't be dry one of the things that that uh, uh i got i got i don't know how it happened but it got rope with gyra and Mahdi every single place i went all right and and I was I was thankful for them and then we had Miranda and I was thankful for them because at some point we began to be this usher in of prayer and belief and, and whatever bones that were not ready, we wanted to oil them up. Amen. And so it was oil them up. And her Marty said, We should do this every year. And I was looking at her like, We have been. Marty. Oh. And I didn't know how much she acts like Rita. She acts exactly like Rita. I said, You are your Thea Rita. <laughs> oh. Cause she could be in mid-sentence and start talking about something else. And I was like, so there's a lot of there's a lot of video footage and and, and it had to help me because there are times like I'm on these trips and I'm thinking, man, you know, I will start thinking this. Man, are these kids getting it or are they just gonna get hype and then come back? You know what I mean? In a minute I would think that. Somewhere, and I need to get my cell phone back from her because I ex-cell phone, and she took it, and she kept it the whole trip. Like, I still haven't seen it because I hardly use it. She'd go, video time. She would always do video time. And she's like, come on, Pastor, what's about to happen right now? And so there was these blogs where we we're on. I was like, okay, well, we're on. I'd always put my shades on. Okay, like I'm famous. All right, we're headed to church, and, you know, first service was amazing, but we're about to go in. And she was Marty Prince's. Miranda was Miranda Queen, and then Jara's middle name is King. And I was the old soldier or something like that. Like, it was, it was something ridiculous like that. But, but what was happening, y'all? Because when I was getting tired and I was like, man, you know, some of these kids ain't listening. They're sitting down. Like, and she wouldn't let my bones dry up. She kept sticking it. And then after she stuck her camera in my face, Miranda stuck her phone in my face. And God was like, okay, you, you can't. These, these kids are. you are going to have to step it up. So this ain't necessarily about you. This is more or less about me, how I was starting to fall short while God was trying to do a miracle. Right? And sometimes we just have to admit it. Right? And I, there, then there were times I was trying to get away from them. Because I wanted to be a little bit like, just leave me alone. You know? Like, I'm 51. Ain't nobody getting no sleep. I'm having to share room. These little boys won't lock the door. You know, it's like, like leave me alone. And, and, and it was like, no. I'm here and I'm gonna get everything I need to get and you're gonna get everything you need to get. And sometimes we have to pull the leaders along, right? And sometimes I'm gonna to have to, I'm not sometimes, I need you to pray for my bones not to get dry, right? And, and, and that's kind of what was happening and I couldn't even let them know because we can't tell them, right? I can't go up to them like, you know what, y'all, I don't wanna to go to church tonight. I know we already flew down here to Atlanta and y'all go, I'm gonna stay in a hotel. Well, first of all, Pastorita, I would have to deal with that. Okay, that's just a whole nother language. I know you didn't talk about that. I done done a baby shower, a wedding, a, and, I, you know, you get the list, right? And. And, and I was thinking about the fact that everything that was stirring up my bones, and also with us as, as, as adults and, and believers, so even when the flesh is dried up, our bones can still carry God's power to complete his purpose for their life. And you and can still carry it, even though your flesh feels like, no, I, I'm out of it, I'm too old. And, and there was no other 51-year-old youth pastors there. But no matter how many other dry bones are positioned by your dry bones, with the help of God, your bones can live. They can live. They can absolutely live. And you got to let them live because that life that comes out of them is part of your healing and restoration and your peace. Part of that life is, is the thing that goes forth. In fact, Matthew 26 and 41 says that this, indeed the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, when your flesh is going to wear out, but the spirit is bone deep and it's going to carry you forth. This is why sometimes even, and I, know, I don't want y'all to admit to this. Let me do the admitting because y'all don't do this because y'all are, y'all are faithful, strong believers. But even when you're messing up, scriptures can come to your mind. All right, just me. Don't y'all raise your hand. Just Just me. Even when I'm cutting people off in traffic, or they cutting me off in traffic, and I'm I'm about to blow the horn, and God goes, "This little light of mine, I'm going it ain't about to shine." That's you know, I'm just going to redo this scripture for you, because then it's deeper than just your actions. Amen. Now your actions do need to catch up to it, but you're deeper than the last thing. And so don't ever look at yourself as the last mistake. Don't ever look at yourself as the last thing you did wrong. Look at yourself as the last thing Christ did right. And that's the part of we have to do is see ourselves as a blessing of God. Indeed, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The will, of the will of God's spirit can bring the will of God to a non-functional flesh. Right? A dry mouth makes it hard to speak and, and, and bones can't live without a voice. Bones can't live without a voice, right? The only way this thing's going to wake up is that you got to have a voice. And, and, if, and I've been speaking there have been times where I got so excited, especially at elementary schools, I get way too amped up, and, and I come in juiced up, and I spend most of my time screaming, and I say I have 45 minutes to speak, and then my mouth is dry. And I spend my time trying to lick my lips. Well, if you lick my lip, well, not if you do it, but <laughs> gosh, we gotta, just got to get through the service, right? If I do it too much, they turn white. And then I look like one of two things, like, okay, drug addict or I'm making biscuits. So just one of the two. And your mouth gets dry and you can't say your words right. And sometimes when we let our bones dry up, our voice dries up and we can't dare say the scripture over us that I'm a good, I'm a good parent, I'm a good believer, I'm a good whatever because we're dried up. But, it, the, but Jesus said, it doesn't matter what you feel like, that doesn't change my word about you. You got to know that the word still remains about you. John chapter 4, verse 9. So we're going to help, help us out with this, with this cotton mouth, is what they call it. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God... Who is it? Who it is that (laughs) saith to thee, "Give me to drink"? Thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have he would have given thee living water. I don't know why Jesus couldn't make this simple sentence a little better for me. But he said, if you knew who was in front of you, you would ask me, and I could give you living water. Instead of talking about how, you're going, how am I going to get my water, you need to be concerned about me giving you your water. And one of the things was is that Samaritans, her freak out part was he was Jewish, so Jewish people didn't speak to Samaritans because there was a whole racial divide here. There was a whole deal. What are you talking to me for? You're Jewish. I'm, I'm Samaritan. Y'all Jewish people don't like us. And he was saying I'm breaking all that down. Right? Barriers. This woman was dried up, though. She had been married five times, and the person she was with, she wasn't married to, but she was with this person, and Jesus had called her out on it, and he, she'd been dried up to the, to the bone with her current relationship situation and racial discrimination, but Jesus offered her water that would deliver her down to the bone, right? And it's something about, you may not have enough money, and you may not have enough of the best stuff, but you know you're good enough inside, and that's part of the thing where we talk about being down to the bone. Maybe I'll send this to the first graders because first graders really get about this about you're good, you're good to the bone. If you get first graders in that and they start poking and they'll start looking, my bone is good. I'm not tall enough, but my bones is good. And we would start saying that in assemblies. And, and I've seen elementary kids go at to teachers. You said I wasn't smart enough, but my bone is good. And I was like, ooh, culture, hon, you, huh, teacher? And where the kids, and even if, and when I asked them, I said, how many of you have ever been bullied? And those kids stand up, and I have to tell them, you got good bones. It doesn't matter what people say about you. There's good in you, right? There's a structure. Even as as adults, we have to know the good in us because sometimes we'll get to the point where we don't feel like we are accomplishing anything. I looked at my savings. If I retire now, I have to work till I die. And God is like, give it to me. Let me help you. Let me bless you. You're good enough. You have not wasted your years. You've not wasted your time. You're good. They're down deep. There's there's the good in you. And so part of God is saying to this woman, he says, don't even let all those things that separate us keep you from being your best. Don't let them dry you up. So nothing kills faster than a broken heart. Uh, And let me help you out. Say amen. Yeah. Nothing makes a person feel unwanted, unwelcome, dry than a broken heart. And a broken heart. Every day, y'all, <laughs> and she'll have to listen to it. She listens to these sermons. So, but I'm going to say it because y'all are in here and, and hopefully y'all won't remember. Every day I was there, I had to pray, do not get into an argument with Pastor Rita. Because usually when we're on these things, somehow something happens. Right? She will, she will get it wrong. Okay? And, and then it just takes her a while to realize I'm right. But usually that's after the trip. Okay, but I do it. I, I wake up every day and so say, we're not going to get into it with Pastor Rita. Whatever she says, believe it, and, and then move on, okay, and, and then pray for her, right? That was the deal. And I can begin to tell you that every day in, in, when she would come in there and marching, I want y'all down here, we're going to eat at this time, and this is what we're eating. Yes, that's, that's great. And I walked down there and I would sit in these high chairs where my feet didn't hit the bottom. And, and that's where the Lord would tell me, said, she's, she's walking on, she's walking and you're not on steady ground. You, you eat your Chick-fil-A and you're good, but don't you get into it. Your, the, your, your, kids need to see y'all walking together. I'd said, Lord, can I yell at the kids? Yes, that's free game. You jump them all day. And so one of the things that was showing me was that, uh, I could tell uh, Pastor Rita was exhausted at, at one of the services. Like, she's so tired, and, and she was trying to put together stuff and, and, and get everyone together. And, and uh, so I just, I just hugged her. And, and one of the kids hugged us from the back and, and was just like, you know, and uh, thank you all for, for doing what you do. Thank you all for being a family. They need to see us as a team, right? Even though she yelled at me at one time I hugged. And I think sometimes we need to realize that when we're working together, that also helps others get together. That helps them build up. And, and that kind of has to happen. And I know people don't want to believe that pastors and their wives get into it. And I know, you know, people think they, that we always get along all the time, but we drive in separate cars for a reason, okay? She, dri- she has a strong personality, right? How many ladies have a strong personality, all right? And so if, if I have a strong one too. And we can hulk up in the car, you know, I don't, you know, like. (laughs) Right, I just have to make sure. You hear Sophie back there talking to you here? She can't even whisper. Talking trash all in the back. ain't scared of you, Sobe. But but God was saying, like, you got to minister to the kids all the time, right? And so the kids, then you got Marty and and Miranda putting this phone in my face. And then you got, it was strengthening me to go back to our own group. And be a blessing, right? And so that's one, one kind of things what I want to share to you is that don't, don't worry about what's happening around you, that something in you is great. There's a greater part in you. Amen? All right. I guarantee you, if I was sitting in your seat as sleepy as I am and as slow as I'm going, somebody would have to wake me up. So I'm going to work on it. I'm going to speed up. It is, a, nothing kills us faster than being unwanted, feeling unwanted, feeling unappreciated, and so, so God took me from not arguing to being thankful for every little thing. Even when she called me at midnight, talking about go through Walmart and look for something. Says, be thankful. So I'm going to tell you that began to oil up my bones, all right? Uh, it's, it's, it's part of us helping each other. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. Okay, instead of returning hate for hate, Jesus offered living water so that he could... Return her healed. Amen? So he says, instead of going, since they don't like you, you don't like them, he goes, No, no, no. I'm going to give you living water so you can be healed from whoever doesn't like you. So it doesn't dry you up, it'll make you stronger. Uh, it is living water that keeps our mouths from drying up and imitating the image of our bones. So living water is what helps deliver a spoken word. Now, one, one guy really talked in, the, talked in the area, and it was Jensen Franklin, about digging a trench for the next generation to be able to drink out of and be able to move on to the next level, right? And he says, if we allow it to dry up, if we allow it to dry up, they will have nothing to drink from. If we allow it to dry up, their kids won't have any faith to drink from. He preached probably the hardest fire and brimstone message I have heard in a while. In fact, he he even said the other word for donkey, which I still don't feel comfortable saying. And he said, you know what you look like when you're in church and everyone's worshiping and you don't have your hands up? You look like a, and I was like, "What's game on now. The one message that when he just spoke directly and the other me- preachers were good and they're really good. But the kids were like, I appreciate that. It was direct and to the point. And I wanted to say, but I was told not to say this. Why is it when your folks directly tell you to clean your room, you don't get that message? That one's and to the point, but I was told not to say it because it wasn't spiritual. Like it could be. He was right and directed to the point. It says dig a trench for the next generation. Make sure that they have something to drink out of. Like our folks left us. They took us to church and they made us sure we went so that we have something to drink from. And here's Jesus is saying the same thing. He says, I got living water. I don't care who's been racially against you. I don't care what relationship didn't work for you. I'm going to give you living water so their hate won't dry you up anymore. And there's nothing worse than have someone hate you and it dries you up. It keeps you from being who you are. If you really want to start a fight with me, come up to me and tell me, I hate the fact that you're so loud and try to get me to stop being me. Now that will create an argument. And I'll tell you because I had to fight to be who I am. I'm not going to let you minimize who I am. And this is me. I'm loud. I like being loud. This is the quietest you're going to get. But if you ever want to get me arguing with you, that'll do it. I just thank you too loud. And I may say your mama too loud. You know why? It may come out wrong. Because what you're trying to do is get me to be something I'm not. And there's too many people that are something that they're not. My bones don't work with quiet. That's so why I can't get in the car without the radio on. Like some other people that I'm married to, person, people, just one. That one. Who could sit and ride in peace. I can't do that. I don't do that. But don't let someone take from you who you are. Be you. Walk around eggshells. Okay, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus talking about. Who What he's called to do. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So Jesus' identity is all about bringing life to dry bones. That's who, That's what Jesus is. He says, I want you to have some life in your bones. I don't want to ruin your fun. I want you to have life for the gospel. I want you to have life. I want you to have the abundance, and I, I want you to have the blessings. And so even, even more, even recently, even more in my life, it's, it's been brought up. Uh, Joe, more people now i run into that knows about my biological family history, and they're tying it to, you're that person. You're the mafia dude, son. You're the, they're tying me to that more than to this. And they they they're linking me more to that and I was like, "Well, I'm also a pastor and I'm married to one woman with three kids and we're good." They go, "Yeah, but but not y'all used to didn't y'all used to drive people, you know, it's like they're tied to that and and Jesus came to deliver me from that tie in." But it's it's and I'm telling you city after city I've gone in, they will tie me to that message. And that's okay. I don't want to minimize where i come from but i don't want them to forget where i'm at right now right i, I want them to understand that I've-, I've arrived at a different place so jesus identity is about moving that dryness from us and getting us to that place the very name of jesus was spoken restores the army of god in us to march in faith to be victorious. So what do I need to get over? When they started talking about the level of addictions, I've, I've never seen, uh, I'm just a hard-nosed dude. I hardly ever see him cry. But when this one preacher walked down the middle of the aisle and, and, I mean, and walked and grabbed, looked at our one kid and told him, you know, you, you're hurting, hunt. That's, that's all he said and stood him up and started hugging him. Like, and I watch kids that I know that are hard start to break down, we knew God had shown up. And I know God starts speaking to me. He says, you cannot limit your faith just because you're tired. Can't limit your faith just because things may not look like it or may not look like it's working out. And I was telling them, telling them like, you know, I, I just began to see how it all set up and how God had one kid run in and, and one of our kids run in and the other ones run in and, and do all the things that they did to set up for somebody else. And it has to make sure we're setting it up for somebody else. Even your little bit, even if it's just Jesus loved me, this I know, that's plenty to set up your kids for the next step in their life. So 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 21. Here's the other one. If I was a movie maker, I would make it out of this verse. And it came to pass as they were burying. So when you're burying somebody, that means that they are Dead, right? They were, this person was dead. This is not a hit job. They were burying a man that, behold, they spied a band of men, a gang, and they cast the man, because the gang was coming after them. They cast this man into a sepulcher, or let me help you out, into somebody else's tomb of Elisha's. And check out what happens to this man. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. How many of y'all would have ended that friendship right there? Like, because you know he's dead. You drop him because you're running from somebody, and he'd pop up. Y'all, wait. No. That would have been the fastest I would have ever run in my entire life said they lowered a dead man once he touched the bones of Elisha who was a faithful man of God because even though his body was dead his bones were there it brought him back to life and what I'm saying to you everything is still alive in you every vision, every hope, every purpose is still there even death can stop the bones of Elisha but I really would love to have seen that right from a distance It's not one of them I want to be in the service. I I just don't know if I'm ready to see somebody you know is dead hit bones and jump up and start running. Wait up. But it did. And let me tell you, on your worst day when you're being encouraged just a little bit, it is life changing. I want you to know that. I mean, I know you're not perfect. He didn't say be perfect. He said just be there. Be right, because we can hang our head about a bunch of stuff. And so so dying in the, in the will of God, just dying in God's will, produces a lasting legacy that brings life for generations. And a lot of people don't like to hear dying in God's will, but 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 there's the reason why he said to Paul, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest, right? Enter into your rest, but he entered into a way that is, is supernatural. And there are people that have gone, gone, gone before us that have left Bones of messages and bones of things that we could go by. Martin Luther King, there's bones. He said, if you're silent, that's worse than a person that's beating the other person. That use your voice, use your message. So even in the grave, Elisha's bones produced life even in the grave of your mind, even in the grave of your circumstance, even in the grave of the things that are around you And it may be not actual physical graves, but you feel like you're dead at your job or dead at the places, don't forget your bones are still got life in them. And everyone that's dropped around you is going to be purified. I can't tell you, I can't, I can't loan you a Mahdi to walk around with my cell phone to get you going. But I can tell you that you got the Holy Spirit with you that wants to interview you every step of the way. The Holy Spirit wants to say, hey, you know, how did this session go? And how did this go? And hey, I wanna tell you that I love you and I'm still here with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift you up. I'm gonna raise you up to be the best that you can be. And I know you got all these things. I know everything didn't pan out right. I know you wanted to have all this much, this much done for you. You wanna have this going for you. But, but any, either way, I'm still with you. And you gotta let the, let the Holy Spirit interview you sometimes. Because, again, that's what was happening to me. The one one thing that you would think, the one person who should be on fire and the one person who should be alive for God more than anybody else, and I get it, I'm telling on myself, needed help to get through three days. Right? And we all have to lean on it from somebody that's about that tall. And I want you to make sure don't ever underestimate the person speaking to you they could be the ones encouraging now again i found out that this person is a lot bolder than what i thought as a believer the deepness of god's spirit purifies our life deepness of god's spirit how many of you guys have ever said and you don't have to raise your hand but you can if you want to just for participation like people really don't know me anybody ever said that All right. okay just three of us okay like the rest of us i'm glad all of y'all are open books liars but like, if you, if you only knew me, like, you only knew what was happening with me. You don't even know me. People don't even know all the good I do. And because you don't tell people, right? But, but there's, there's some good in there. And when you, when you make that statement, it's about the deepness of God that's in you. Not even necessarily a negative thing. You got to realize that you've been through some stuff. So, so God wants to do this. There's a, a worship song that Pastor Donnie, I've, I've been having him play for me and, uh, the one of the things that the, the, in, in the midst of this worship songs, his, this guy says that he's standing in the airport line. Of course, airport today, perfect, right? Because he got to Atlanta airport. They weren't just the maze was full. The maze was full, but you had to go all the way. The line went all the way back to the food court. And I was like, we ain't going to make our flight like that. And the man came over and he said, we got this. Just follow what we say. Make two lines, then make three lines. And he says, we're going to get you through here. So it's real cool. But I was thinking about, it, and I looked over, and, and the people, the TSA pre, have y'all seen these people, the pre-borders? They, they're arrogant because they get the smaller line. And he, this man was talking about this woman who was next in line, and then he came up. And instead of helping the lady who was next, they helped him. And the lady, he said, the lady got mad. And she goes, I was here first. And the lady says, but he has priority. And whatever may be next in your life, make sure you allow God to make you a priority. And it was simple, right? She goes, no, that's not fair. I was next. She goes, she goes but I was next. She goes, no, but he, he has priority because he's got more miles. He's been somewhere you haven't. And so whatever you've been through, God's going to make you a priority. Even though the next thing in your life, maybe you should be the next one to fail or the next one to mess up, God's going to make a priority and make you the one to be blessed to go through. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I started looking at that line, I thought, God, I need to be a priority. I need to be moved up to the front. I don't do lines. This whole trip was about me standing in line. The entire time, I couldn't even get on a plane without being in a line. God says, your bones have got to stop being so dry in this area of your life. And I know, I know it don't sound good when the, the preacher, the collar dude, don't have his stuff together. But again, I got issues. All right, And there's two types of brothers. Brothers with problems and brothers that know they got problems. I know I got them. But I realized that he was using every one of these kids to bring that thing out of me. I didn't want them to know it, but maybe someday. Deep. All those things are going about the deepness of God. Even death can't stop the message of God from Uh, waken people from their dead state to live out their destiny. In fact, sometimes people don't hear what their relatives said until their relatives have passed away. Then they start hearing what they were saying to them. All right? start that message comes forth. So drop everything that has seemingly died on the life of faithfulness and see God's spirit raise up the army and everything that touches it. Amen? So I want to help you out. You're good. God wants to grow you to be, this is not a regular word, gooder. Right? I know better is the word. I get it. Right? Remember, Vanessa and I, Madi and I. (laughs) But God wants you to realize that in you, that's the deepness of God he wants to bring out and help others. You are not failing. There's parts that hasn't been used yet. So we're going to use all of our parts. Amen? All right. All right. You guys should bow your heads. Y'all have been fantastically. You didn't overshout me because you knew I wasn't awake. Didn't say amen too loud. You don't want to scare me. Thank y'all for that. But as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord God, as you begin to release your presence and release the Spirit of God on each and every person here. Lord I pray the the one we seem to be discriminated, the, one, the biggest thing that discriminates against us is ourselves. Lord, deliver me from the prejudice that I have against me. And I pray in Jesus' name that I can start looking in the mirror and accepting that person and not being so judgmental. So that's the first thing. And you receive that. You receive receive that receive those bones there's bones in there that's anointed there's bones in there that's about to come together and do some great and amazing things father i thank you lord that as those bones begin to come together that they go from an unhealthy identity about themselves an unhealthy mindset a uh, mindset of, of failure a mindset of depression to a mindset of joy mindset of peace that have come together thank you lead jesus thank you Father, I thank you, Lord God, we have a a thief on a cross encounter. Lord, will you remember me? And I pray, Jesus, that you begin to collect us and put us back together. Collect our minds, collect our hopes, collect our dreams, collect our purpose, Lord, that I'm not here by accident, but Jesus, I don't want to be dry anymore. And I know on the other side of dry is brittle and breaking. But I pray right now that my voice opens up, that I no longer dry mouth and I begin to say, yes, these bones can live and God, you know. So that means I'm gonna go through you because you know that they can live. So I'm gonna go through the one that knows. And I get it, I get it, if the walls could speak and. when you've seen yourself weak and everybody thought you were strong but i share with you guys today understanding that everyone thinks the pastor's so strong he's here he's there the lord had to send messengers of a different kind and i pray that you receive the messages that god sends to you this week because he wants to bless you and he wants to encourage you wants you to know he loves you and he's proud of you and father i just thank you as you begin to just gather us as people And, Lord, that our kids are coming into this place and coming into us. And, Lord, God, we're going to take home an attitude of faith that is sustaining. And, Lord, we thank you for the hope that's not just surface, but it's buried deep, that it's going to start to roll out and come out. And, Lord, we're going to rejoice in you that my bones can live. We praise you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.